0: Is Uber a great business on sale? We're using the Select Six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic fair value for Uber. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. This analysis will be intense, but it'll be worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Uber's stock performance. Right now, Uber trades for $49.46 per share. Year-to-date, they're beating the market. Uber's up 95%. Since Uber went public just over four years ago, the company's stock price is up 22% overall. They're compounding at around 5% annually. Uber just hit its 52-week high. Uber's up more than double from its 52-week low. There's a small amount of short interest in the business. 2.5% of their shares are sold short. Uber is a very large company. They have a $97 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Uber? Uber is a technology provider that matches riders with drivers, hungry people with restaurants and food delivery service providers, and shippers with carriers. The firm's on-demand technology platform could eventually be used for additional products and services, such as autonomous vehicles, delivery via drones, and Uber Elevate, which as the firm refers to it, provides aerial ride-sharing. Uber Technologies is headquartered in San Francisco and operates in over 63 countries, with over 130 31 million users that order rides or food at least once a month approximately 44 percent of uber's revenues come from ride sharing and 34 percent from food delivery now with that understanding let's get into the numbers Starting with metric number one, we want Uber's average five-year return on capital to be above 14%. The average business earns about 7% returns on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Uber's been listed under five years, but we still have financial data going back to when they were a private company, which is what we're using here. Uber's had negative returns on capital in all five of these years, though they're progressively getting less negative. Some of this has to do with how return on capital is calculated as Uber has negative operating income over this time. The company is still very heavily investing in R&D and sales and administrative spend. As they're still a high growth business, Uber's average returns on capital are negative, meaning this is an X on metric number one. Uh. Metric number two, we're looking for growth. We want to see growth in their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows. All three need to be up for this to be a check. This metric's all or nothing. We'll include their numbers in their last five years, all the way up until today. In this time, Uber's revenues have tripled, their earnings have been negative since being a public business, although they've gotten less negative over this time and less negative in their last 12 months. Looking at their net incomes alone could unfairly penalize the business, as they're still rapidly growing. Uber has grown its gross profits by two and a half times. The big key to note is that their gross margins have declined from nearly 40% to just over 30% today. Also, their growth in their gross profits has not kept pace with their revenue growth. Probably the best sign for Uber is that their free cash flow positive. The company had negative free cash flows up until 2021. Since then, in 2022 and in their last- 12 months they have positive free cash flows this is great because free cash flows are the way businesses are valued ultimately a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is what that business is worth we'll be using that exact method later in our video so you won't want to miss it Still, despite Uber's revenue and their free cash flow growth, because their earnings are negative and because their gross profit margin has declined, this is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth in the last five years. This looks at Uber from the view of an individual shareholder. We learned Uber's earnings are negative in all five of these years. We'll wanna look at their shares outstanding to get the best view. In this time, even since going public, Uber's diluted shareholders by a lot. Since 2020 alone, Uber's diluted shareholders by 13%. Uber's issued a lot of shares and has decreased their shareholders' ownership percentage in the company. That's something to be very wary of, especially with these high-growth businesses, although it's not that uncommon. Because of the shareholder dilution and their negative earnings, this is an X on metric number three. Uber's pretty rough to start things off. Can they turn it around in the second half of our analysis? Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. This is where Uber's starting to look better. They have positive free cash flows today and they had them in their last fiscal year as well. As they've generated positive free cash flows, Uber's grown their free cash flows per share. This is our first check of the day coming in on metric number four. During recessions, overly levered businesses can have the biggest losses. Metric number five, we want Uber's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Right now, Uber has around $5 billion in net debt. Over this time, even though they generate free cash flow today, Uber's consumed $10 billion worth of free cash flow. This potentially has to do with where the company's at in their life cycle. This is still a lot of cash flow consumption. Even their current free cash flows would not be able to support their net debt position fully. This is an X on metric number five. Dig into the company's filings to understand in more detail if this can cause issues or not for Uber. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Uber's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Uber. Right now, Uber has a $103.5 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Uber similar to it being a private company. We learned in their last five years, Uber has consumed $10 billion dollars worth of cash in their business, so they have a negative average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Uber generated just under 1 billion dollars of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $103.5 billion enterprise value, we get a 0.96% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's coming in below the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's below our risk premium as well, meaning on metric number six, this is an X for Uber. Don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and give our final rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Uber, which takes us on to using a discount and cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Uber has a short track record as a public business. They've also been a very fast growing company. They've had low business predictability. This impacts our assumptions. For Uber, we're taking their current free cash flows and using historical growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if this is gonna be accurate or not for Uber going forward. Using potentially generous growth assumptions where Uber grows their free cash flows at a rate of 20% annually for the next 10 years. Then, in the following decade, assuming that this growth rate is cut in half and these free cash flows grow at 10% annually, we're adding in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, if these valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Uber's fair value per share is only around $11. That's down quite a bit from their current stock price. Keep in mind, Uber's low predictability impacts our assumptions. For a number of reasons, this is a rougher ballpark estimate for Uber's fair value compared to other companies that have more established track records. It's worth reiterating, this is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Uber, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for Uber's business. What are they? Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, Number one, Uber's aggregation of multimodal offerings can drive in-app stickiness, making Uber a potential one-stop shop for all transport needs. Number two, pressure to pay a minimum amount per trip to its contracted drivers could create a barrier to entry for smaller players, helping Uber in the long run. Number three, Uber's position in the autonomous vehicle race could equalize gross and net revenue after reducing the need to pay drivers. It wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis... Number one, Uber's public perception has suffered in recent years because of data breaches and a bad culture of sexual misconduct and internal racial discrimination issues. Number two, ridesharing is still a relatively new industry, which leaves plenty of room for increasing regulations that could hurt the company. Number three, the development of autonomous vehicles, especially Google's Waymo, could eliminate the need for all existing rideshare platforms, driving Uber and Lyft out of business. There you have it for a balanced perspective. Of some of the qualitative factors of Uber's business, now it's time to give our rating. In analyzing Uber Technologies, we learned this fast growing rideshare business recently became cash flow positive. Despite their growth, they still have negative operating income, their gross margins have also declined, and they've been diluting shareholders. Uber's financial position could be in better shape as they're not yet supporting their debt loads using their free cash flows. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Uber has a pretty short track record as a public business, and they operate in a pretty new industry. Uber's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis from today's valuations, if those are the same 20 years into the future, based on those assumptions and wanting a 15% rate of return, an estimate for Uber's fair value per share is around $11. Uber hasn't traded at those levels as a public company. Their lows came in spring of 2020 alongside the broader market crash. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Uber looks like a weak candidate for further research. You need to have a special insight into their business that's not reflected in their financials right now. Again, this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Uber, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Uber with me and have a great day.